Well, a new report from the city highlights growing concerns about the demand for paid duty officers at certain Toronto events. Now, the study followed a motion put forward by City Councilor Anna Bailau and was originally focused on street festivals, but it's uh, found other issues in a host of different events, including uh, those centered around the film and television industry. And the report states that the police, as well as event organizers, are, quote, facing planning, resource, and funding pressures. And these problems only expected to grow as the city grows. Here's Global News Radio's crime and security analyst and former Toronto police officer Dave Perry. He joins us now here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Dave, how are you on this Monday? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, First off, can you just sort of uh, highlight for us uh, what paid duty is and what's expected of uh, officers when they take that on? Sure. Paid duties are off-duty assignments that police officers sign up for. They have to volunteer. Of course, they can't be uh, told that they have to do them for any kind of an event that meets the criteria and meets the policy set down by their police service in terms of what they can and can't do when they're off-duty. So for Toronto Police, for example, um, it's well-organized, it's centralized, and all of the people across the city that require police officers, it doesn't matter if it's for, you know, the Blue Jays or for the Raptors or somebody else, or if it's for a construction site or just about anything you can think of, they call into a central office and they book the time and the number of officers that they need, and provided it's within the policy, then they're assigned those officers. So that's that's kind of how it works. Okay, and those officers show up to perform these uh, paid duty um, jobs in full uniform, and this is uh, considered kind of a extra revenue, an extra way uh, to make some extra cash? It is for sure, and it's uh, well documented and, you know, approved through CRA and this this has been going on for decades. I can remember, you know, in my early 20s, being delighted when somebody said, would you like to make some extra cash and off-duty events and things like that that typically are quite enjoyable. So, uh, you know, most officers like doing them, but uh, most officers after a certain point also burn out from doing them because you're working regular shifts. You And when I say shifts, I mean a shift rotation. You have overtime, you have court, and then you're doing pay duties on top of it. It can eat up an awful lot of your spare time and your sleep. Well, you know, this is one of the uh, concerns put forward in this uh, new report is uh, the effect it has on the police service uh, overall. And is there a cap, do you know, Dave, on just uh, how much paid duty an officer uh, can perform? I'm not sure that there's a cap on it, um, but they do try and keep an eye on officers to make sure they're not putting in too many hours, but the demand is high. So... You know, an officer that's eager can can keep himself or herself quite busy doing pay duties and uh, quite often be quite tired of their regular shift or vice versa. So it's it's both a good thing and in some ways a, a bit of policing. And then you add the fact that so many officers are coming in these days on what we call callbacks, so being paid overtime to fill shifts that just can't be filled because of the void. Um, it's le- It's leading towards a pretty exhausted police service. All right, so what is the solution then? What do we do here if we've got an exhausted police force and that's nothing uh, any of us uh, want, whether it be uh, the individual officers or the, the city at large? I mean, we want police officers, it's a demanding job to come refreshed and uh, ready to go and ready to take on uh, the day. Uh, how do we solve this problem as demand continues to escalate for uh, paid duty activities? Well, I'll say something that every politician will disagree with. Um, We need more police officers. And uh, one of the ways that I I sort of measure that is I look, when I joined the Toronto Police in 1976, there were 5,000 uniformed police officers. 
uh, day in 2019, there's probably less than that, or at least the numbers fluctuate just above and just below. There are less uniformed police officers today, and the city is growing significantly. Uh, the, the crime patterns have changed. Uh, back when we were doing it, there there wasn't this uh, terrible issue of uh, violent crime, guns and gangs, and all of these other things that take an awful lot of attention. And uh, there were just so many police officers. I, I can tell you that one of the, the biggest faux pas back in the day, if you ever had a police car set empty for a shift, there, there was literally hell to pay when headquarters called down and asked and demanded why that car went unattended for night and the reality is today, there are police cars sitting in every 17 of the police stations in Toronto that sit empty because there's not enough personnel. Well, let me ask you, uh, Dave, and uh, I think it's almost a separate issue in terms of uh, you know crime in the city and whether or not uh, we need more officers. Can we afford it with a ballooning police budget uh, of a billion dollars and growing? But uh, when it comes to these uh, paid duty activities, is it something that has to be done by a fully vested police officer or some of these duties something that can be done maybe by the average uh, citizen who is properly uh, trained and certified? Yeah, there's a fine line with, with all of that, of course, and I'm, I'm not even going to go there and talk about some of the challenges that a union might pre- represent, or in, in other words, the Toronto Police Association might put forward. But there is this whole uh, process whereby in the police resources are stretched so thin these days, they're looking for multiple ways to outsource things that typically were done by police officers in the past, uh, routine reports so taken over the telephone, uh, going to somebody's house who was, uh, you know, maybe the victim of a break and enter and having a civilian member take those reports rather than uniformed officers and so on and so on. There's so many things. And I suppose the same thing is being looked at in terms of pay duties. But one of the one of the issues you have is is that with a pay duty officer, number one, you, you're getting the best. You're getting well-trained, fully armed, and, and fully responsive police officers who can attend to any situation that might arise. You, you know, directing traffic is a simple one. I mean, nobody really realizes just how difficult that is uh, to get out in, in heavy traffic and stop cars and make sure that people aren't going to get run over and all of these things. So even construction sites will tend to want to go to police officers because, number one, they have the lawful authority to do it, and number two, they have the uniform and the presence, and number three, they have the skills and experience. So to turn that over to somebody else, that might be a bit of a challenge. You'd have to change the law to actually do that. Really? Okay. Is that your belief that nobody could be, just the average person couldn't be properly trained to uh, direct traffic? Because I think that's one thing that a lot of people would point to, that the average citizen, again, with the, the right amount of training and proper certification, could probably do and earn a few dollars as well. And I believe that it has gone on in some other uh, cities and uh, jurisdictions, no? Yeah, I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but it would take some... It would take change it would it would take change to the provincial offenses act which dictates who and and uh, and how traffic can be directed to typically um, other than police officers um, doing doing uh, you know general traffic direction is a police officer's function of course when you're doing road constructions and and things are properly signed and marked you you've all seen the flag persons out there doing that that kind of activity so i'm not saying it couldn't be done it would just take some change to legislation. It would take some training, and and it would take some time. But uh, the scary part is, some of the people don't even pay attention or stop for police officers out there directing traffic. I'd be really quite afraid of what they might behave like if it was somebody else. 
Here with our crime and security analyst, Dave Perry, on the phone. And Dave, wanted to also ask you about the uh, Toronto Star. They are reporting that they looked into 31,000 anti-panhandling tickets given out in the city between 2013 and 2018. And they found that 46 people received more than 100 of those tickets, with one man actually being ticketed nearly 500 times. And these tickets come from the Safe Streets Act, which came into force about two decades ago. But a couple of years ago, it was actually challenged in court, a constitutional challenge. Do you think that this law is disproportionately targeting people with addiction and is really not helping when it comes to panhandling and the homeless? I don't think it's helping with panhandling and the homeless other than the fact uh, for calls for service. So quite often when these kinds of tickets are given out, it's it's the result of a call. So the police are called, and I'm not making any disparaging remark about anybody who's homeless or bring for mental health, of course, but quite often they do cause issues for which the public and businesses and things like that will call the police and say, I've got a problem and you need to come and fix it. And unfortunately, there's not much the police can do if there's no criminal act other than to enforce the, you know, this act or some other bylaw. There was a time when police officers for people that were really suffering out there that we could apprehend them and forcefully take them to a treatment center, but that's been gone for decades now. So the homeless population has grown significantly in Toronto. Police officers are limited with what tools and resources they have to, number one, assist these people, and, and number two, uh, where do they take them and how do they help them. Uh, so it's, it's a real challenge. The ticketing is sometimes just the fact that they can at least say to somebody who's called them, it could be a business owner, they say somebody is sleeping in uh, my entranceway and there's garbage everywhere and they're urinating and, you know, it's interrupting my business. The police have to do something. So, unfortunately, this sometimes this is all they can do. Yeah, does it not raise a red flag amongst uh, the force and uh, officials when you see one person being ticketed nearly 500 times that uh, clearly these tickets aren't having any effect, this policy isn't working? Oh, and sure. is this maybe the indicator that uh, we need various stakeholders to, to get together and really have a discussion about uh, moving forward on this? Yeah, it's interesting that the star came up with that, and I'm not sure that there's somebody, you know, assigned or checking the police databases to see this kind of information. But it is interesting if you've got somebody that's got 400 of these tickets, clearly there's a problem that goes way beyond the police and there's some kind of social assistance that needs to be brought in to whoever this is and, and see if we can get them at least part-time off the streets. It's, it's a troubling thing. There's nothing harder than to walk by, even today in my retired years in the middle of winter, and see somebody sleeping on a grade and it's minus 25 out, but there's, there's nothing the police can do about that either. And, and I, when I say that, in a helpful way, they're, they're, we used to have the laws in place that we could actually apprehend people who we thought might freeze to death uh, by sleeping outside without the proper clothing and so on. And today the police can't do anything about it. It's, it's a really sad situation. It certainly is. And I've lived in the city for a number of years uh, downtown, and it's a site that uh, fortunately I still am not used to and I never want to get used to is uh, no, seeing people yes, sleeping on the street. Uh, Dave Perry for us this afternoon. Dave, thanks as always. Really appreciate the time. Anytime. Always a pleasure.